trainers, fighters, fight fans. Welcome to a fresh episode of the No Decision Podcast. This is Wes Ibarra, along with my favorite sparring partner in the whole wide world, Jared Joy Villapando. Joy, we got another week of opening up the gym. We got our fighters here tonight. We got our pencil pushers. We got everything. You ready to spar? Yes, sir. All right, let's open it up. Round one. It is our man. Literally our pride and joy, Joy. Pac-Man. Yes, from Sarangani, <laughs> Philippines. Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. Arguably one of the greatest of all time. Eight-time mm. world champion. And he's made some waves uh, this week, uh, Joy. He said that Errol Spence Jr. Yeah. is slower than Keith Thurman. Uh, because And that is uh, uh, in the notion that he should be scheduling a fight soon. Right. Um, which would be really good because it's been at least a year since he's last fought. But yeah, he said that Errol Spence Jr., who just <laughs> had his uh, big win over Danny Swift Garcia, said he's slower than Thurman. Uh, mm. I think that's a hot take by the Pac-Man. What do you think, Joy? Yeah, absolutely. That's a hot take. I mean, you you poke the cobra, you you better be ready for the bite. Uh, but yeah, uh, pretty much. I don't think. I mean, in my opinion, I think Errol Spence is a lot faster than um, Keith Thurman. I mean, you know. It, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I like how Pacquiao kind of, you know, kind of nitpicks some of the some of the things that probably Errol Spence gets bothered by. Uh, obviously, his speed, his. I mean, he he still carries a lot of power, um, but Errol Spence is just an overall a great boxer. Um, so for me, I mean, if Pacquiao sees that he's a little bit slower than than Keith. You know, I don't mind it. You know, these are fighters. You know, they're athletes, right? They're, they're you know, they're gonna talk and they're gonna make statements. You know, as much as they want, and and you know, at the end of the day, as long as you could back it up. But yeah, Pacquiao seems to be poking at some of these fighters this week. Uh, maybe he was in the mood for a fight, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. You know, he he's going after Spence. Yeah, I mean, it, it is obviously in Pacquiao's business mindset to uh, go after Spence because they're in the same promotion stable. Right. Right? But at the same time, um, I wonder how he believes that Spence is slower than Keith Thurman. I mean, of course, uh, for me, Spence is one of the more balanced Right, boxers. Absolutely. So he doesn't he doesn't blow anyone away in yeah, any yeah. particular area, but he does a lot of the things that you'd look for a, yeah. in a fighter very yeah, yeah. well. He, yeah, he like, does the like if you if you were if you were to let hold on, Joy, but yeah, if you were to like rate everything from like a one to ninety nine Madden style, the guy <laughs> would literally be like ninety across ninety the board, across right? the board. Yeah, exactly. He, he doesn't like he doesn't have like ninety nine speed or like ninety nine power or something like that, but. He, overall, he's very good. He's just very balanced. And I don't know where he gets that notion of him being too slow. As a matter of fact, I feel like, like like you said, Joy, if, if Errol Spence fought Keith Thurman, I think Errol Spence would ha have a very easy time with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, uh, you, you hit it right on the head, Wes. Um, Errol Spence, you know, if, if he was out of, out of 10... Everything that Errol Spence does is probably an eight or a nine. Uh, that's how good he is. That's how well balanced he is. Uh, for me, Errol Spence is more of the kind of boxer that gets the little things right. Um, he has his fundamentals down. His footwork's pretty good. 
Um, his stance is pretty good. His head movement's pretty good. You know, like you said, he doesn't wow anyone with like just one particular, you know, kind of skill or or talent that he has. It's the culmination. You know, it's the sum of all the port, uh, the sum of all the parts. Um, but yeah, uh, I do think that Errol Spence would um, beat Pacquiao. Um, I think you know this is a prime Errol Spence. Um, you know, he's 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 hungry. He probably wants Terrence Crawford more. So he's probably preparing for Terrence Crawford more. And and that's the thing, right? Um, you know, Pacquiao, he may, see, he may say these things, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a boxing match. We've seen fighters that are faster than their opponents lose uh, to their opponents. You know, it, you know and, and the old boxing saying goes, right? Speed kills, but timing negates speed, right? So if, if Arrow can just, you know, pretty much time um any Pacquiao's punches I mean same goes you know vice versa but yeah um it's interesting you know <laughs> for a while I haven't but, seen Pacquiao poke uh poke much fun <laughs> at some of his uh fun. well I, I will say joy um before we get into round two um I will stick up for our guy and say I think if you're Errol Spence you might want to go for the bigger fight in Terrence Crawford absolutely right because if I think if you ask me, sure, if, if Spence Jr. and Pacquiao were to be um, scheduled, right. Spence Jr. would be a fa the favorite going in. Right. Absolutely. But you could still lose. Absolutely. And yeah. it would actually be, if you, a la Keith Thurman, it would be more embarrassing to lose to Manny Pacquiao than it is to Terrence Crawford. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. Then, it, then, it makes, then it makes Manny Pacquiao look like, oh my God, when is this guy ever going to stop? Right. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, you know, I want my opinions to be uh, known here. I mean, if they ever actually got that fight scheduled, I would be on the Pacquiao side. Mm. You know, I'm still going to stick for him no matter what, right. win, lose, or draw. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's the thing. I think that would be the mindset going in if you're Errol Spence Jr. That, like, you know what? Because uh, if I fight Pacquiao, losing to him would be a bigger hole in the stomach than losing the <laughs> bud right and then you know it would, it would be going the other way around like if you beat Pacquiao um it's not as uh the magnitude is not as high as beating Terrence Bud Crawford right right but you know it to each their own um of course on the Pacquiao side I don't think you need Errol Spence right because um there's he's already done so much that like okay What's what's that gonna do? It's just gonna be more ring minutes, rounds, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and generally, you know, Errol Spence has shown you know a lot of respect towards Pacquiao. I mean, he shows a lot of respect towards uh, a lot of his opponents. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I don't think there's like any kind of like animosity towards between these two. No. Nothing that would. No. Yeah, nothing that would trigger a fight. You know. So, yeah, uh, I think. I mean, I've already said my thoughts. Uh, I think. Spence should go for Bud, and Bud should go for Spence. Uh, Pacquiao seems to have a lot of fighters in mind, but we gotta be realistic. Let's let's pick a fight that would a not only be probably a good um, closer for a, an incredible career. Um, I mean, I say that, but he's probably gonna fight a couple more times. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, I think Errol Spence. 
it's just all smokes, uh, Arrow. You know, just just focus on Bud, in my opinion. Well, it could also be something that because uh, Pacquiao is uh, experienced in the game, he probably sees something right. that not even Errol Spence Jr. realizes. So mm. you could take that as like, you know what? Maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. Maybe I should improve on this right. or whatever. Right. Um, granted, speed is probably something that's harder to teach than anything else, but yeah, that could be a hole in this game that's like, okay, how can I uh, mask this as much as I could right. the more I get into my career? Because Let's not also forget uh, both Terrence Crawford and Spence Jr. are in their 30s. So mm. their window of uh, being in, at their prime is not going to be there much longer. Right, exactly. So, um, of course, and when you're either one of those men, you want to be at the top of your game for the time that you have it. Right. So, I don't know. It, take it as you will. I mean, everyone has their own conclusions. Uh, but uh, more on Pacquiao in the next round. So, go... Going into round two, Pacquiao looks like he's going to fight this year, Joy. Right. And it looks like, just based on what we had in the last round, Errol Spence is an option. But also, he's also on record saying uh, he wants to fight an MMA fighter. And that MMA fighter is, no surprise, it's Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. So, yeah. Spence, McGregor, okay. What do you think about those choices, Joy? Yeah, um, it seems as though Pacquiao, I mean, you know, he said he, he, he would like to experience fighting an MMA fighter. I mean, but you're not going to get that full experience unless you fight him in an MMA or, in, you know, in MMA or like in an octagon. Uh, if it's a boxing match, I mean, you know, of course, the, the MMA guy is going to be limited. Uh, but, you know, I think Conor McGregor is extremely open to, to boxing bouts. You know, the, the last one he was in made him extremely rich, a lot more richer than what he would have had in uh in UFC. So, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. So, ah, man, it, it's tough. You know, in my opinion, I think Pacquiao should fight McGregor. I think it, it's it's a more intriguing fight, right? Like, it's not it's not like Pacquiao has to prove to McGregor that he's better. It's not that McGregor has to prove to Pacquiao that he's a better boxer. I think we can all agree that Pacquiao is a much better boxer than McGregor. At this at this point in their career, McGregor's probably a little bit stronger. Uh, but you know, Pacquiao is so elusive. He's so he's so crafty, right? He he can get you in all angles, like in weird angles. You know, if if McGregor thought that um, Mayweather was more of a you know kind of a straightforward kind of boxer, you know utilizes his jab a little bit more and then straight right but you know that's not just what Mayweather does you know Pacquiao is going to be a little bit more tricky um he's going to be a little bit more elusive he's going to be all over the place um I don't think McGregor has fought anyone like that um you know well in, in boxing I'm not really sure about MMA but yeah um uh, I have this opinion where like Pacquiao should fight McGregor, and for Pacquiao's last, you know, uh, fight, it's whoever wins between Spence and Bud. You know, so. That, that interesting. Was, yeah. Interesting. I mean, for me, looking at it from a, from how I just practice, it's probably the most logical lineup that he can get, right? Right. Because 
I don't think uh, Manny Pacquiao or any of his staff wants to talk to Bob Arum <laughs> to try right. and fight Terrence Crawford, right? <laughs> and I don't know if Matchroom has any 147 or 140-pound guys that could give Pacquiao a hard time or rather give him a fight. Right. Right? So Spence, being his stablemate at PBC, mm. makes sense. He's also one of the top dogs, mm. a fellow title holder in the division. Right. Of course, Conor McGregor, obviously boatloads of money uh, for both men, probably right. more uh, Manny than uh, Conor because uh, yeah. it's Manny's sport. Yeah, yeah, um, Both, the whole world likes both men. Right. Uh, or will have respect for both men depending on how they really feel about uh, <laughs> e- either one, you know, yeah, because, yeah. you know, Pacquiao, ha- Pacquiao has haters too. Right. I think Connor has more haters than Pacquiao, but that's besides the point. Mm. But yeah, you know, and McGregor's game, Pacquiao's game. And the good thing, you know, especially speaking from a fan's point, so if you love Pacquiao's, like myself and Joy, it'll keep Pacquiao's record in, intact because it wouldn't count against either one of their records, no? Right, right, exactly, you know. So um, it'd be kind of like Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr., Right, right. It well, wouldn't count against yeah. anyone's record. Uh, right. It's just for fun. There's no titles on the line. Or maybe they could just make something up. Who knows? Exactly. Um, I will say the one concern, though, is, Joy, you said that McGregor probably is stronger than Pacquiao at this point. I would also argue that that's also because welterweight in UFC is a, is a lot, lot different than different, the UFC yeah. in bo- or welterweight in boxing. Absolutely. Um, so... And also, I think uh, Connor is a few years younger. Connor's like yeah. maybe 33. I think he is 33, like yes. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. Pacquiao is 40, right. 41. Right. So, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, think about. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so like welterweight in, uh, or even lightweight in right. UFC is like already 150, 160 pounds. <laughs> so, what's happening? Are we just going to let them fight Ooh. the way they are? Are we catch-weighting them? Are, are, is Connor going to go down to 147? It's probably going to um, be, yeah, it's probably going to be catch-weight, you know. If it's going to be a boxing match, they're probably going to make him go down a little bit more. Because, I mean, keep in mind, right, McGregor, McGregor may be an MMA fighter, but he can box. Um, and that's his well box better than most right. of his, uh, of his peers. Uh, right exactly i mean that's his forte right striking striking is his forte so i mean yeah you know this is mcgregor's kind of this is in his alley it may not be you know at the right house or at the right garage but like it's in his alley uh so uh sure. but, yeah, yeah but yeah no that being said though i will go with you joy and say that uh pacquiao should fight conor mcgregor uh, you know, if it, it sounds more appealing from a business standpoint if both guys can make a hundred million, right? As opposed to Pacquiao making thirty and Spence Jr. making mm. 10, 15. Uh, well, let me ask you this, Wes. You know? Um, what about the prospect of Pacquiao going down one more weight class? Right? Let's go down to lightweight. Let's challenge some of these young guys um, that are coming up. You know, let's give them, let's give them, you know, a veteran, not only a veteran but a legend see how these young guys stack up to some, you know, Pacquiao who's had so many, like, fights. He has so much more experience, and yeah, a lot of these guys can learn from him. But you Are know, you talking about lightweight 135 or uh, junior welterweight 140? Ooh. Lightweight 135. Lightweight 135. I don't know, man. It's like, <laughs> I think, 
I think if you were to line them up against someone like Ryan Garcia or Devin Haney, I think Pacquiao would just take him to school. Absolutely. I, I think so, too. I, I mean, even, you know, even Freddie Roach agrees. Um, Pacquiao will, he will feel a lot stronger. He will be a lot stronger. He will punch probably just as hard as some of these lightweights. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'd be excited to see Pacquiao. I, you know, we'll we'll see. I don't know how much longer he could he could fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously these lightweight guys they're a lot faster. Um, you know, they have such fast hands. Um, and but yeah, uh, I think. I think Pacquiao can can definitely do some damage in the lightweight division. I think sure. he should go. I mean, and also it's been said that his when he walks around uh, Pacquiao, it's around one thirty five. Right, exactly. No more. No more than one forty. Right. Sometimes even one thirty. Right. So yep. he's a small man, everybody. Like, yeah. My God. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I would like to see it. Uh, I mean, granted, it's up to him, and it's all about business and money, hmm. right? Too. Um, Boxing is such a big enterprise that uh, you also got to take the monetary things into into account. I mean, ask uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. That's <laughs> that worked a lot for him. Yeah, and that's yeah. why he's fifty and zero. Uh, so, um, but yeah, no, I would like to see it. I'm sure uh, they would dabble, and by they I mean Team Pacquiao would uh, dabble in having one uh, fight down there. Yeah, um, I don't know if it'd be for a title. See uh, because. I mean that would put that would put someone like Tiafimo in a very vulnerable position. It and would. Devin Haney, Gervonta Davis. I mean yeah. Gervonta Davis might hit the hardest out of all of them. Right, right. But it would still be it would still be that uh, Pacquiao having more experience that they know something that all those guys don't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lomachenko, and Lomachenko, Lomachenko. Even. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lenares is still there, you know. So there's a lot of guys in in that division that. A are either already established and just trying to get another shot at the world title, or B, you know, is one of these young guys and they're they're rising really fast and now they just want to make their name just like Ryan Garcia. So we will see. We will see. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is all just uh, pretty much fantasy wish list stuff here, uh, right. y'all. So don't take our word for it. I mean, if you would, if y'all want to see Pac-Man go down to uh, 140, 135, so be it. Be our guest. But if you want to see him fight uh, for millions of dollars and a hundred dollar pay per view and fight, uh, right. you know, Mr. Proper Twelve, Conor McGregor, notorious. <laughs> hey, that's fine too. Everybody likes what they like around here in the gym. It's all good. But that's round two, everyone. So Joy and I think that uh, Pacquiao's better off fighting uh, Conor. I think that's totally fine. I think the whole consensus would agree with that, but uh, let's let's close the round two on there and go into round three. Uh, round three, Joy is going to take a lot of thinking, so it's going to be a really technical round for the both of us. Okay. Ooh. Yes, sir. So it's we're still in the first month of 2021, halfway through. Mm. Uh, so it's yeah, it's going by quite fast, but I think it's still enough time for us to decide this. Uh, let's make our top five for uh, five pound for pound list uh, going into early 2021. Uh, Joy, I would like you to go first. So take five. Take okay. Five guys. Okay, I'm gonna start from top to bottom. Okay. okay, go ahead. That's totally fine. Cool, cool. So I don't think it's any secret. I think, you know, I've already said it in the podcast. I think we can all agree that this guy is the reigning pound for pound king. 
it is Saul Canelo Alvarez uh, is my number one pound for pound king. Uh, there's no, I mean, the guy has gotten better uh, over time. And he's supposed to because he was young and now he's in, in the prime of his career. Uh, I mean, man, this guy is so beautiful like not beautiful but like this guy oh no no he's he's beautiful he is he, beautiful he has, he has freaking six-pack abs we don't. <laughs> he is beautiful yeah yeah okay oh yeah then uh, i am i am corrected uh <laughs> and the guy runs faster than all of us <laughs> absolutely but yeah uh this guy fights beautiful um his head movement has gotten so much better he can now anticipate a lot of his opponent's punches before they even come uh a lot of only very few boxers have that skill where they kind of they kind of feel it it's kind of like in the back of their spine where like they could feel the energy of the their opponent they're about to throw so he just kind of pulls back and then you know counters um that's also one of the things that he got much better at is counter punching um he's now he's a little bit more of um you know uh a more strategic boxer well he's more of a boxer now but he's a boxer that he's a boxer puncher right he, he's a boxer that carries a lot of power um and it's so incredible to see uh to just watch him just to watch him but uh, i am ex i am excited for the if it happens the caleb plant versus canelo Alvarez. but caleb has to go through caleb first um okay cool but uh yeah my second fighter for the pound for pound list He's really, really close. Um, but, you know, we will see. We will see. Uh, and that is Bud. Terrence Bud Crawford. 37-0. and 28 KOs. Just knocked out Kell Brook recently. Um, you know, we're all waiting for that fight against Errol Spence. It's exciting. Um, he's, he's still... He's also one of those fighters that um, is very well balanced. Um, he's super dangerous and he's very, he's unorthodox as in, he's not necessarily a southpaw. He's not necessarily an orthodox fighter, but he can do both. He's ambidextrous. Um, but it, it's incredible is that he can outbox pretty much a lot of pretty much half of the, half of the entire class, you know, in his non-dominant form. I think that's. I think that's orthodox is his non-dominant form. Um, but yeah, again, I love Terrence Bud Crawford. He he is just a joy to watch. He is, you can tell this guy loves fighting and he has a lot of his fundamentals down. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, Terrence Bud Crawford, number two. You know, we, we will see um, soon who's going to, what, what would, you know, dictate if he ever gets a pound for pound king. But yeah, uh, in third place is the guy that I just recently um, called is uh, or said his name, Errol Spence Jr. Um, you know, like I said, you know, 27 and 0, 21 knockouts. Also a very balanced fighter. This guy can pretty much do everything. He can attack. He can. He's a pretty good counter puncher. I, although I think Terence is a little bit better at, as a counter puncher. But uh, yeah, his footwork's like like we said. You know, he he's got everything. He's got a bit of everything. Uh, he doesn't wow you with a specific thing. 
Um, but he will, he, he's pretty much the sum of all parts, you know, so, but yeah, um, and at number four for me is Nayo, how do you say it? What's Naoya? Naoya Inoue. Yes, Naoya Inoue. <clears throat> now, I will admit, uh, this is the first year I actually been keeping up with Inoue, um, only because I saw the fight between him and our second fighter from the Philippines, uh, Nonito Donair. Uh, that was a war. That was a war. And it was a, and, you know, definitely uh, Nonito gave it his all, but, you know, it fell to Inoue. Inoue is also quite a complete fighter. Um, I would like to see a little bit better defense from him. It seems as though he, he can dish out a lot of the, the, the punishment, but he also takes him. Too. Uh, which I mean, it's not a bad thing that you know he could take it and then he could give it right back, maybe a little bit even even more. But he, he gets cut a lot, um, and that's kind of dangerous, especially you know, there's a lot of refs nowadays that stopping the fight prematurely off, you know, horrible cuts, um, but not too bad. But yeah, um, I like Inoue. I think he's pretty he's pretty complete. He is. A very crafty boxer when it comes to attacking. Um, he does use a lot of um, angles. He shifts a lot, um, and not only that, like I mean, he 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 could just throw you know like a ten punch combination and just like that. So yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's very it's, it's he's very good to watch. Um, and my last one, this guy just came up recently, but I am picking Teofimo Lopez. Uh, Teofimo, um, uh, almost the same as uh, Inoue. I think he's got a lot of, he's, he's got a good offensive mind. Um, he's very powerful. We know that, right? He's very strong. He's one of those, I think he lands the, the highest percentage percentage of power punches of any boxer of, of today. So, I mean, when you land pretty much, I think it's 50, almost 50% of your power punches, you're gonna, you're gonna win a lot of fights. Um, uh, the thing about Teofimo, like I said, uh, his defense, uh, I would like to see a little bit more head movement. Um, he did get caught a lot by Lomachenko, but then again, this is Lomachenko we're talking about. Um, guy with pretty fast hands. Uh, but yeah, Teofimo Lopez. Um, I can't wait to see this dude's career blossom. Um, I can't wait to see who's next uh, to take his uh, to try and take his crown. Um, but yeah, yeah, super exciting, super exciting. Uh, those are my top five guys. Uh, let me know if you disagree on the comments down below. All right, Joy. Thank you so much. That's a very strong list. Um, I'm quite a I'm quite impressed, um, and uh, I think you'll see a lot of similarities in mine. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna go uh, five to one here. But number five, I have Tiafimo Lopez. Mm, mm. So much like you said, Joy, yeah, very offensive-minded. Uh, Doesn't have uh, the defense is not there yet. Yeah, but he's done enough to where you know he's gonna do whatever it takes to win. Fifty percent right. power punch is landed. Um, obviously, that type of stat 
helped them get the unification at the lightweight division <laughs> over Lomachenko, which which could easily be upset of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, things are looking up for him. He's still relatively young, so uh, the the future is bright for Tiafimo Lopez, and you know he's getting all this press now, and it's well deserved. I would love to see what he does in twenty twenty one. Number four, I want to give one to the big guys coming out of Ukraine, eighteen and 0, 13 KOs, Alexander Usyk. Ooh, okay. Wow. Now, yeah, the guy, the guy has dominated a cruiserweight, and he seems to be looking very good at heavyweight. Um, I want to see how he does as he progresses in the heavyweight division. Can he land a Tyson Fury? Can he land a uh, Anthony Joshua? Can he land Deontay Wilder, Alexander Povetkin? Uh, but he seems to be very, 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 very skillful out there in the ring. Yes. And, you know, his knockout percentage is quite high, 13 out of 18. So, obviously, the power is there. Um, he comes from the same uh, school of thought as uh, Lomachenko. I don't know if you uh, noticed, uh, Joy, but Lomachenko and Usyk uh, launched a brand together called Lomis. Oh, I didn't know that. And, yeah, so that Lomis theme... Um, that Lomachenko kept wearing. That's like a, a joint thing with him and Alexander Usyk. So ah. they're representing themselves and their marketability quite well. And they're quite very uh, skilled fighters in the ring. And I'm excited to see what uh, he does. Of course, uh, if he runs into my guy, Anthony Joshua, <laughs> I, I might have to change those opinions a little bit. But for now, <laughs> I like I like what he does. Uh, number three, I got Terrence Crawford. Uh, the guy has dominated a lightweight, junior welterweight, welterweight. Um, he has... A good number. He has the WBO life crown. Two uh, two stance fighter. You rarely see that these yeah. days or at all, really. Yeah. Thirty-seven and zero has yet to lose, and who knows if that's going to come anytime soon or if at all. Um, what I love about Terence Crawford is that he knows when to make adjustments on the fly. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, like the biggest example would be his most recent fight with Kell Brook. He was getting caught when he was fighting right-handed. All of a sudden, he thought, maybe let's try fighting left hand. Let's see what happens. Right. All of a sudden, Kell Brook wasn't as effective. He ended up knocking him out. Ding dong alert. <laughs> so as long as Terrence Crawford can provide a two-handed game, he's going to be a problem, a very difficult puzzle for uh, his opponents to solve. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's entire the perfect boxer because uh, <laughs> there's probably no such thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But... Uh, for now, Terrence Crawford is probably one of the more craftier, one of the more smarter boxers in the game right now, if not the smartest. Yeah. Number two, I'm going to give it to who Tim Bradley calls Japanese Manny Pacquiao. Now he had Inoue. Because, Joy, oh my gosh, the guy yeah. is right, uh, getting up in weight like crazy. Right. And on top of that, he's beating people. Right. Now, of course, the attributes that you said, Joy, is very reminiscent of Pacquiao. Very offensive-minded, big banger, gets hit a lot, needs to work on defense, gets cut. Um, much like a young Manny Pacquiao, a lot of wars, a lot of cuts, a lot of fast hands, a lot of knockouts. Absolutely. But he comes from a school of thought that's very disciplined, hmm. um, that's willing to go at all angles, do whatever it takes to win, Use speed, speed kills, right? Absolutely. 20-0, 17-knockouts. That's a very high knockout percentage. He has yet to meet someone that has uh, yet to muzzle his offense. Right. But, you know, the similarities are there. Very fast, good footwork. Um, 
of course, boxing in that side of the world is very, very offensive-minded. Right. Yeah, very... Um, I mean, it, it's it's aggressive, but it's classy aggressive. Right. Uh, keep know? in mind, like, Asian fighters, like, they fight, like, almost every, like, six months. So, I mean, they're, exactly. they're definitely... Um, they're very low maintenance. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're very low maintenance. Like, you see, that's why Inoue is rising up in weight so fast to the right. point that he could be fighting at, like, featherweight, lightweight within the next couple of years. Right. Now, of course, it would be interesting to see how he does at those higher weight classes. Hmm. Will he still be a big banger? Or is he, is he going to fight more technically? Is he going to, like, extend rounds? Or fights, I mean. Um, or, yeah, rounds, too, because he has a high knockout percentage. But we'll see. Right now, he's just his his star is just rising, and there seems to be no way to stop it right now. So that's why I have him at number two. Number one, I think, is pretty consensus, Joy. Canelo Alvarez, ring, WBA, WBC, uh, middleweight champion of the world, 168. The guy is the best in the game right now. No one can seem to beat him. Right. He's very athletic. That sky fate is unstoppable. <laughs> he has the trainer of the year in his stable. Right. You could tell that he's learned a lot from his loss to Floyd Mayweather. He's learned to fight smarter. He's learned to not try and go for the kill every single time. And he's also defensively sound now, too. Yeah. He's practically the perfect package. And thankfully, he's in his division at the right time because there's a lot of people coming for his crown. Demetrius Andre, Billy Joe Saunders, Caleb Plant. So it's interesting to see how what the future holds for Canelo Alvarez. Actually, can he become the best of all time? Ooh. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows, right? So, yeah, we will see. Of course, we have reservations about his alleged next fight, but that's besides the point. He <laughs> is number one pound for pound in my eyes, no matter what. No matter what. At least, yeah. at least as of today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even when Lomachenko was still the champion, I still had Canelo edging him. Uh, Canelo is just, I mean, he's gone up and down in weight so many times. You know, you would think, like, this guy's life is going to catch up to him at one point, but he seems to just get better and better. Yeah, no, and I think it's because of that uh, philosophy that they have at the Reynoso uh, camp. Right or the Reynoso gym, whatever it's called. Uh, I forgot the, the gym that Canelo trains out of. But yeah, they have this winning mentality. And for whatever reason, for good, actually, that they can't seem to find a way to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and as long as you can keep winning, that's fine. Right. Absolutely. I would love to see Canelo just end his career with that one loss, and that one loss being against probably the greatest fighter of that era Right. Or co-greatest fighter of that year, depending on how you see things. Right. But yeah, that is my top five. Um, had I, did I leave anybody out? Or is it just right? Or is it too generous? Let us know. Let me know. Right. Totally fine. You know, and I yeah. would love to hear y'all's uh, top five pound for pound. You know, this is a everybody likes what they like kind of gym. So if you have Lomachenko still up there, if you have someone like Juan Francisco Estrada up there, Shoot, if, you know, even if you have AJ and Fury up there, right. so be it. It's all good. To, yeah, it was hard to pick between Lopez and Fury and AJ because, I mean, those guys are also up there. Uh, they're just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Something just kept me from, like, putting them on there. I don't know. But, yeah, maybe it's because Teofimo was a, a lot more impressive this year. So, Sure, sure. But, yes, that is round three, guys. 
so a very technical round, a lot of thinking, a lot of omissions. Um, this is what happens when you live in an era where boxing is pretty good. <laughs> you have a lot of fighters, you know, and because we only had to pick five, there's a lot left out. But let's go to the final round, Joy. We're going to have a fun round here. Uh, let it all go. Mm. Um, and this is, uh, I think, going to be open for a lot of debate. But everyone, I want to know, especially you, Joy, who is your favorite promotion label in the boxing world and why? It seems as though... In every era of boxing, there is a promotion label or a man behind the promotion label that uh, just rises and becomes as hot as a commodity as the fighters that he uh, has in his stable. Um, I think that's Eddie Hearn. I think that's Matchroom. Um, and, you know, that's the thing. Like, for me, Matchroom came out of nowhere. Um, I remember when, you know, Top Rank was kind of just the, the biggest uh, promotion out there. And Bob, you can't really touch Bob Arum. He was that powerful. Um, and somewhere in the somewhere in the dark, you know, Al Heyman is pulling all the strings. But um, that's, that's kind of conspiracy. But, yeah, uh, I like Eddie Hearn. Um, he's a guy that seems as though, like, he, he actually kind of, you know, listens to his fighters. Um, he will try to actually make the best fights not just ones that you know make him the most money um there's a lot of people that you know that criticize a lot of promotion uh, promoters that kind of just picks the the fight that will make the most money for their fighters or they will build up their fighters their young fighters only for them to fall and then the promotion kind of you know leaves them um but yeah, I think Eddie is a little bit different. Of course, he is still a promoter, right? So he still is has that promoter's mentality. But I think, you know, for me, he, he does... It does seem like um, he does like creating big fights, not just for the money, but for the fans. Uh, and the thing is, like, you know, I feel like he's a little bit easier to talk to. So it's a little bit easier to make deals with him when you're from another promotion. Uh, label so yeah I think Eddie Hearn is and Matchroom is probably the best promotion label right now yes sir Joy I think we got a 10-10 round here I'm going with Matchroom as well right. uh, not to mention Eddie Hearn is prone to a lot of uh, memes and uh, internet <laughs> banter based on how how many things he says in interviews <laughs> whether it's in context or out of context but you're right Joy he is a great promoter uh, he happens to get fights for his guys and gals where they can get a lot of exposure. Right. And I think a big help of that joint is having that partnership with the zone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, like here in America, I don't think anyone has ever heard of Callum <laughs> Smith or Luke Campbell as much, right. or even um, if we go deeper, Lawrence Ocoli or right. Joshua Boazzi. Right. So it's like, it's crazy what, the zone has done for Metro what has what Metro has done for the zone. Right. Um, I mean, granted their biggest, uh, prize is Anthony Joshua, but of course, uh, the fights that they bring. And of course, at one point they had Canelo and, you know, Canelo seems to be doing a lot of work with match room as well. Uh, and yeah, Eddie Hearn seems to have this approach where, yeah, he wants to get the best fights for his brand. Right. Uh, he doesn't set anyone up for failure. At least that's not 
as far as we can see. Right. Um, and oh, not to mention Gennady Golovkin. He also has Gennady Golovkin. Right. But um, yeah, he seems to get the business done. He seems to please the fans, both both uh, comically and uh, professionally. <laughs> uh, and yeah, to me, if there was an award for promoter of the year, I think it goes to him. Yeah, absolutely. There should be. Uh, yeah, and you know that's the reason why. You know, of course, Joy. When we were younger, we were, we thought top rank was the thing, right? Because they had Pacquiao. <laughs> right. But now, for me, I, I think top rank is. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, you you brought up a good point, uh, Wes. You know, this partnership with the Zone and uh, Matchroom, it it you know it's incredible, right? Like we get to watch the biggest fights and the biggest fights actually happen uh which we probably could have never said when it came to top rank but what i did love about top rank is their partnership with hbo right like those guys were i don't know to me uh you know a lot of people say they were a little bit biased towards some fighters i mean of course we all have our biases um, i think every yeah if there's a partnership all, like that you kind of have you kind of have that. to be right so exactly like you know but like those guys you know jim lampley um max emmanuel kellerman. stewart right max kellerman michael buffer you know those guys are like the, they're the guys that i grew up watching um those are the guys when i watch morales barrera the trilogy those are the guys that i watched uh pretty much most de la hoya's career um and so yeah like yeah th those guys are always going to be part of my boxing identity so yeah, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Wes. I totally forgot about that. Sure. And I would also say that, uh, of course, you know, we got to stick up for our our country too, Joy. Uh, of course, uh, PBC is not that far behind right. from Metro. Mm. Uh, because they have, again, they have Pacquiao, they have Plant, they have uh, Spence Jr. Um, they have a very good roster up, Deontay Wilder, right? right? So, yeah, I mean, it's a big game. And, but yeah, for me, Matchroom is where it's at right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see how much work they do even further. Like, can they get the big mega heavyweight fight to happen? Right, absolutely. And, and a part of me feels a part of me feels like Matchroom is gonna win big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and, and um, there was uh, rumors out there today that uh, Eddie Hearn is trying to uh, whoever wins between Dillian White and Povetkin will try to make uh, he'll try to make a fight with whoever the winner is versus um what is it what's who's his name uh the bronze bomber deontay wilder. deontay wilder for some reason i keep i keep forgetting deontay wilder's name my god I'm, that's embarrassing but yeah um uh, i think it's gonna be it's probably gonna be dillian white i think he's leaning more towards dillian white versus uh, deontay wilder uh it, it could spell the end of uh dillian white's career <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. We'll see. We will see. For sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that's where it's at right now. I would love to see what each brand does for 2021. So Golden Boy, the Match Room, uh, Top Rank, PBC, shoot, even the smaller ones, MP, uh, Mayweather. Right. Triple G? Like, uh, yeah, Triple G. It's more production, um, though. Still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they have their own fighters, right. you know, so it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen. And yeah, I would love to see 
big fights being made. Uh, I know Matchroom just uh, put out their schedule, and it looks very good. It looks very good. Um, and, uh, yeah, but can't wait. But, like I said, even though in boxing there's a winner and a loser, there's going to be someone that's going to stay undefeated, and that's us, the fans. Why? We get to talk about it on a place like this every week, or even every day if you're the boxing diehard. But, yeah, <laughs> let us know what your favorite yeah. promotion label is and why. Is it Matchroom? Is it Top Rank? Is it Golden Boy? Or uh, PBC? Or is it even the smaller ones? Either way, let us know. There's no right or wrong answer here. Right. Everyone likes what they like. So, that, Joy, that's the end of our sparring session tonight. I had a fun time uh, making yeah. the rounds with you. Yeah. Thank and you everybody so else that uh, showed up to the gym tonight. Um, is there anything you want to get out there before we close it up? No. Uh, pretty much, I, I should have plugged in the the Dillian White versus Povetkin. But, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely want to see that rematch. Um, it was a pretty good fight. So, coming up. Yes, uh, so uh, Joy is referring to the recently announced uh, Povetkin versus White 2. 2, yeah. uh, I, I believe that's in March. It is in March, yes. It's a little too yes. soon, uh, in my opinion, but, uh, I mean, if we get a fight out of it, I'm, I'm happy. Hey, the zone is winning big in March. They got that fight, and they also got a Chocolatito fighting on the 13th. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it, it's real good for March for the zone. But uh, other than that, um, thank you, everyone, for showing up to the gym tonight, uh, training with myself and Joy. Once again, let us know what you think about the topics that we talked about during our rounds. Uh, if you all are into other sports, feel free to check out our other podcast, Run It Back, where we talk about the landscape of Formula One. So, you know, I love having you all here. We're closed now. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. But for what it's worth, you can always come back next week. For Joy <laughs> Villapando, I'm Wes Ibarra. Have a great night.